Welcome to Under the Blanket. Now, here we are in this eternal moment, in the here and now. And this podcast, what happens is it happens. I'm not busy with being the podcaster saying certain things. That just happens. I hope you're not busy listening. I'm the listener of the podcast. I went into my bedroom, got naked, lit a candle, did so a lot of meth, and I'm listening to this podcast. No, you are not the listener. You're behind the melodrama with me in the here and now, and you should really get off that meth. What do you think? That your life's breaking bad? Get off that. Come on. Anyway, um, we're under the Mirage's blanket, the blanket of the cosmos. Cosmos. Cosmos in his heart where we see it's all one, and this podcast is just a happening. It's just going to happen. And I have with me a uh, guest host, Jason, who's been on the show before. Jason, say hello. Hey, what's going on? And I'm glad to have you on the show, Jason. I'm glad to be here. Wonderful. Here we are. And uh, today's topic uh, we'll start off with is society and, you know, a lot of and uh, how it relates to spiritual awakening. I mean, you can't uh, we we're, we're in the age of the modern age where we have all this access to what's happening of the world. And we just see what, you know, appears to be like a mess. Climate change. We have politics with controversial figures, right wing figures and controversial these left uh middle figures not many left-wing people but anyway we got all this political stuff and then you got this culture and you got covid that's going on right now uh, a pandemic and how different governments react to it and it affects the economy we got just we're seeing it seems to be what is being presented to us with this modern society is the failures of capitalism to provide for all of humanity to be able to adapt to uh, situations. Um, yet, that's what's at issue here. There's part, there's our human heart, and our human heart wants a better world, and it wants things that change, and we break for the suffering poor person. Uh, we break for the planet, and we care. But the spiritual awakening awakens in us a place of cosmic consciousness where it's all okay, it's all right, it's all perfect, it's all one. And it's exactly where it needs to be. And wherever it goes in the future, it's really none of our business. It goes where it goes, and we just, like, give in to it and surrender to it. It's all going to work out in some way or another, because it already is all one. So uh, what I want to talk about is how do we bring that together? We're, we are human. We care. We want to change the world. We might be optimistic or pessimistic. We we might do activism or vote. We might be this wing or that wing or center or whatever. But, you know, we all want to, as the Beatles said, we all want to change the world, yeah. you know. Yeah. So how do we bring those together or deal with that? What's your thoughts on this, Jason? Um, I think that uh, the, the term used to be, uh, what is it, turn on, tune in, and drop out. I think that we need to do a little bit more turning off. Uh, we are trapped within the machine of media and media trolls us constantly and kind of controls our fears. It's a fear engine. And that's where we're at right now is that there is no way to get cosmic consciousness until we turn off our fear engine, which, which makes us think that an ideology is the way. And that's what everyone's being fueled by right now is fear. 
and they through that fear they turn on to ideologies of I'm left wing, I'm right wing, I'm this or that, and anything outside of that bubble is poison or toxic. We need to turn that button off, you, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I look at all the media, even the most progressive, whatever. Yes. It's uh, dominated by these corporations. It's yes. it's. Uh, a slave, essentially, to the capitalist system to promote the status quo. Yes, things do come through it. Yes, there are, you know, ways to use social media to create culture. But it's this big machine of cultural yes. engineering by capitalism serving the system. And it yes. seems to brainwash people into an ideology of capitalism and money and oh, yes. profit and ego. Yeah, ego and want and need. Um, yeah, it it's like every commercial. Yeah, every uh, the, uh, that's what feeds the capitalist machine is that once if we are mini batteries for that giant machine of just once and greed and just and any time that you get a, a feeling that you might be able to leech away from it, there they are. They have these, uh, you know, they have their propaganda draws all around you, and you know, either through mob things they pull you back in. You know, even the Democrats are just as bad, you know. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The Democrats are uh, neoliberalism, and they are all about capitalism, and yes. they benefit from we're not as bad as Trump, and they aren't. Right, but, but they are. They're the same thing. They just yeah. play to a more sympathetic crowd, you know. <laughs> uh, the right wing, they're like, you know what? We're just going to go after the hate mongers and the ignorant, and the left wing are like, well, we're going to go after. We're going to play off the of, of uh, progressive compassion or empathy and like, you know, say that we're a part of that machine, you know, but they don't care about that. They care more about Wall Street than they do about like, you know, any sort of community, organic community, that is. Yeah. So, you know, listeners, you know, go hug a tree, go within, find the silence. You know, tonight, maybe. Just sit up straight, turn out the lights, and sit in silent darkness. No music, no nothing. Just be with yourself, you know, because it required awakening also does require maybe uh, altering your media diet. If you're not able to see through the propaganda, it can overload you, and you need a deprogramming, you know, from that consumer mindset, from that money, religion, where billionaires are saints and poverty people are sinners, you know. Indeed. It's pretty bad, man. But, you know, that's what it comes down to. The more that we can awaken to that, we get. it's kind of like we get beyond the machine, like you were talking about, the machine. You get beyond it by finding this place in yourself that's not about psychological prison. You escape from the psychological prison. You find out you are this divine being, and you see the potential of humanity to live in harmony with the universe and each other and nature. By seeing that within yourself, you be the change, as they say. And once you go with that, you realize that you are also part of the machine. That indeed, indeed. your mind creates the entire universe. Yeah, and, and also what's really beautiful about that is realizing and seeing the web once you connect. You know, you see the web of other people. Yeah, that and self-same I think that sort of to, spirit, yeah. that light, you know. Uh, it's beautiful. It is. So, you know, I think it's important to um, 
you know, take responsibility. It's it's easy to say, oh well, it's all in God's hands, or yeah. or it's all just the way it is, and it's just the things aren't going to change, or they are going to change, or whatever, and just get all angry and upset about it. Or we can take responsibility that we are all indeed one, and yes. our minds create this capitalist system, and the ego, in a sense, what creates capitalism and the machine and the propaganda is this separate self, the idea of I mean mine, wants the needs, like you said, and yeah. that ego creates capitalism. If we work on that ego, change will naturally happen from that. Same if we alter the system, get rid of some market elements, provide right. more dissolving of borders. All that's interconnected in what I think is happening right now, a revolution. I think it may not be very visible, but I think there is a change happening that's not manifested in the system yet yeah I, I think that there's definitely a great change that's happening that's happening and i think that what's clashing against that is the slow extinction of the last system you know they're not going out without a place and i i that's my greatest fear is just seeing how they wither into eternity if you will you know yeah it's like the dying gasp i always thought kind of viewed trump as an antichrist figure that he marked the end of the old ways and the beginning of something new um not in the system yet but then in his lifetime we will achieve a great awakening that he's like the last of the old guard uh not in this there's plenty of them there but he just represents that it will be the last one that's like the bible has these 20 passages that predict a figure like him and mm -hmm. i just seem i, I it, it does it makes me look at things optimistically that we're you know we're going to go in a new direction because the system is being revealed to so many covid especially is showing people the yeah. problems of capitalism the problems of how humans treat each other and the environment and especially that we're all connected something that happened in china regardless of where it came from, a laboratory, a monkey, whatever, forget yeah. that. The point is, something that happened in a small area is affecting every human being on the globe. We need a global consciousness to see we're all connected. Right. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, it's a, it's, I don't know if it's a certainty. I think it's a great, great possibility if we play our cards right and if we listen and if we we outnumber them. Uh, I, I think that we can achieve that, but there's a great possibility that the opposite might happen. Um, like I said, this group of dinosaurs are experiencing their last gasp, and it's a frightening. The number of young people are actually being called in by this toxic black hole that they produce. Well, some people say that the reason the 60s failed was righteousness. There was too much of a us versus them. Mm -hmm. I feel this new revolution is not about us versus them. Even though, yes, we outnumber them, we are them. I think that's what will ultimately yeah. get it done, is that we see ourselves in all. We see ourselves in the most corrupt elite capitalists. Right. You know, they're just mirrors for the ego in us. Right. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, but I, am, I, I feel a sense of not intellectual certainty. I don't know. But I have a, a, a faith in my intuitive validity that it's going to work out on our planet in this century. Uh, you know, not sometime this century, you know, something yeah. will happen this century. Pro I think in the next decade, but I don't feel 
like sure about that. I feel sure that something's happening in this century. That's why all these things are happening. And I'll yeah. live to see it. I feel out. But the reason I feel this way is because I'm going to go there. Jason, guess what? What's that? I got abducted by space aliens. Oh, right on, man. Yeah, so, you know, I don't think it's most, like, you're someone that's open-minded to that. Yes. And uh, a lot of people, I wouldn't say this to, but, you know, I, it's, I feel free to share this on the internet. Because it's there's so much misconceptions about abductions. Oh, it's <coughs> terrible. They yeah. do anal probes on you and all this shit. That's yeah. just someone had a bad dream. Someone <laughs> just had a bad dream. And yeah. it's real. It is real. The physical reality is just as real as dreams. Right. When yeah. you, once you see it's all infinite, every level is just as real as any other level. So, Indeed. yeah, they were abducted by some astral beings. But space beings... Beings that are capable of interstellar travel have had to realize karma, the nature of the universe, greatness right. to get that kind of consciousness and technology. And yeah. I say this because I met them, Jason. Uh-huh. So I'll tell the little story for you and my listeners. What happened was I was meditating in a friend's uh, room and I got into a deep samadhi. And when I was in that, the, the beings take my astral body because we have the physical body. <coughs> the astral body, so my, a part of my consciousness got yeah. transported on this ship. And I tell you, man, you know how you're looking around where you are right now. It feels pretty real, right? Right. It was re- more feeling real than that. Wow. Dude. And the, like this, it looked like the ship was made of frog skin. Except it was wow. glowing a little bit in metallic. Wow. And these were tall, whitish gray beings with big eyes that had infinite fractals in them. Like, wow. I didn't ever see these colors. And basically, long story short, they told me things are going to work out. It's all going to be all right. They've chosen our planet to protect it so it will reach the next stage of evolution. They told me, don't worry about it. It's all going the way it's supposed to. And just, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And they told me a lot of other things, but I shortened the story yeah. for my listeners. So, you know, what are your views on the cosmic sense of where we're at as a planet? I I think that we are definitely on a, a great precipice. And uh, I, I think that we, like, you know, like if you ever read like Ray Kurzweil or someone like that who talks about like, you know, how we're like, you know, right on that verge of like, technological breakthrough and how like we're kind of going to kind of like reach this new level of like you know integration you know i think that's infinitely like fascinating so and i the fact that uh there could be uh, intergalactic beings that can actually know that and be like you know observing us and waiting for this great spark i think that's beautiful yeah, it's certainly an intriguing idea to, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to that are open-minded. People, like, they say they want to believe. But, you know, it's hard when you haven't been on the ship to say, okay. Right. You know, especially, I mean, it's probably easier for you in the sense that now stuff's coming out in the New York Times about UFOs and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, that's not what is important. I don't, like. Everybody's like, what's going to happen to the future of the planet? You know, this, that, and the other thing. What about right now? I think we have to learn to live in the now. The planet as it is, with capitalism, with propaganda, with the machine, with Biden bombing Syria, 
with oh, God. with, with yeah. them not with them fourteen hundred dollars checks instead of two thousand, not fifteen dollar minimum wage, but yeah. they did something for pipelines with climate change, with Greta, with Trump, with the ins- insurrection, with all with the COVID getting still going. You know, right? We have to look at that as I really don't like saying, but perfect. That it's all no accident. Yeah, everything is a cut. Not from the perspective of our, of our human heart that wants the world a better place. Our ego that mm-hmm. thinks the world should be better, or people should be happy, but a place where it all has its place. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I can take that, man. It's hard to fathom, and I don't think people should go around telling people it's perfect, because we have tough lives, and a lot of people don't want to hear that message. Yeah. You know? Indeed. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. So what do you think about, you know, we had this election, right? And we have Biden now. And it seems like some things are different. Yeah, right? We were saying that before, but it's mostly the same, right? Did you know less money is going out than during Trump? I'm not surprised. Um, it's the only thing that's going to, we're just going to get back to business as usual, as was, as it was eight years ago. And it was hardly perfect eight years ago people somehow seem to think that eight years ago things were like like amazing no it wasn't that washington was just as corrupt and we had these lifelong politicians who were pushing a more corporate agenda that was not serving anyone except for the very very top that one percent of one percent yeah it's like george carlin said it's a big club and you're not in it (laughs) exactly is the sense of uh you know, they call it so they have this idea of social Darwinism that, you know, nature kind of chose them in a way the <laughs> yeah. sense of superiority. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw a good movie about that. Have you ever seen Interreflections? No, I've never seen that. So there's this guy, Peter Joseph, that made the Zeke Geist film series. That's oh, yeah. Popular. yeah. Yeah. And he made this like sci fi movie about the, this century and a transition into wow. a better system, and he includes spirituality, science, anti-capitalism, really beautiful film. What's it called? Interreflections. Nice, I'll look it up. Yeah, I recommend to my listeners to check that out. You can purchase it for streaming. And, you know, because I think it, it really is, uh, even though it won't probably get popular, for certain people, it's this deprogramming of capitalism. We not, not realize but we grew up where we use money, where we get jobs, where we have these schools that teach us about money, where we're just we're thinking about how to pay our bills. Yeah. You can't help but get somewhat indoctrinated into it. Yeah, truly. Yeah. So how do you deprogram from it? I recommend watching Inner Reflections could help with that. That's all. Well, I will seek it out tonight and try to watch it. Oh, yeah. I, I recommend for you and the listeners. So uh, what else? How do you feel modern culture is? I'm not like we were talking about the media, but in the sense of not news media, but say music and uh, books and celebrities and religion and uh, holidays, all that in current culture. Can you comment on that? It's a we're in a horrible, horrible state. Uh, and it's because of Cardi B, isn't it? That's your theory? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know if it's a, it's because of her, but I think that she is a product of what is wrong with uh, that. I'm that telling her you media. said that you don't like her WAP. 
<laughs> you know what? I've actually never even listened to it. I always see memes about Dude, it. I've actually never heard it. What kind of consumer Nazi are you to I not know. listen to the great Cardi B? I, I am not patriotic. I, I feel shame. I should uh, <laughs> commit Hari Kari or something. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. You should absolutely do that right now. In fact, I recommend <laughs> to my listener, if you haven't listened to Cardi B, please go to San Francisco and jump up and go in there. All right. Just so I don't get sued, I'm not really telling you to do that. It's called a joke, but I'm probably yeah. going to be canceled now. That's yeah. thing we could co- comment on. Um, this creation of this idea of cancel culture, which to me is funny. It's not a really pertinent issue. It's no, it's not. It's, 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 it com- it's complete BS. And it's it's something that's shrugged up by the media to get people like, you know, frothing at the mouth. Either, in either way, in either way that people react Big companies make money. They love it. They want that division. They want whatever. And it's nothing. It doesn't exist. No one cares about cultural appropriation or whatever. Like, you know, like, oh, this book was brought up. Okay, you know what? A company decided to retire a dumb book. Who cares? Did you ever read the book? I never read the book. I'm not missing anything. I can give two flying, you know, uh, baloney sandwiches. Uh, But uh, people like to get, like, roused up about our stupid toy. Whether it's because they're like, well, it should be or it shouldn't be. Dude, relax. Just chill out, dude. Like, you really... I see people not necessarily on the right wing getting... uh, Well, not... Actually, she's not on the right wing. I know this person, I'm not going to mention her name, but she posts a lot about cancel culture. She's upset they canceled Speedy Gonzalez. And uh, they didn't cancel, but she's upset about them saying that. She doesn't like Pepe Yalapu. There's something... This skunk on Looney Tunes. Ah, uh, don't care. Do you know what? It's a funny cartoon. You know what? Like, it, and it's not something that started. I, I always get, I used to get sad when I was like 13 years old, and I remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoons that even in like, you know, like uh, the late 80s, they started phasing out some of the old uh, quote-unquote objectionable material. I thought it was hilarious, uh, but I know that some people have a thinner skin, but whatever. Um, but I, I didn't lose much shit about it. I was just like, well, well, you know, that's just what's going to happen, you know. Um, it's a bummer. I guess I'll have to like, you know, try to, I don't, whatever. I didn't really give, it just confuses me how this has become a thing that people are like losing their minds over, over everything you know, that's going is, on though, in the I world right I now. I gotta burst the bubble on this for a listener, right? I figured out what cancel culture is about. What's it about? There's a thing called think tanks and they're on the right and they're on the left. Yes. They work, not left, but center. They work for these corporations. Yeah. They come up with cultural ideas for the news media to read like a script. Yes. And one of these is cancel culture. They're programming it into the populace. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just roll my eyes. Like, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. I've never been, like, every single, I, I don't, I can hardly think of any book that's ever been on the cancel culture list or any, like, you know, uh, um, piece of art or anything that I've been like, well, that, you know, that's just horrible. I just like, I'm like, okay, that was just the product of its time. I can understand that, and I'm not going to lose my my shit over it. Like it's kind of like Mark Twain. Remember when they used to try to cancel Mark Twain when we were kids, you know? Which seems quite quaint right now, doesn't it? Yes, and you know what? We got to have a play a game now, Jason, a spontaneous game, just for the sake of fun. Say we are this, we became this all powerful cancel culture. And we could cancel anything at will. We are the cancelers. Yes. Now, you pick something to cancel, and I'll fight against it. Go. Mm. Any celebrity book, you know, cartoon, whatever. Just pick something, and I'll say, I'll argue it against it, just for the sake of entertainment now. Okay, the Bible. 
All right. Okay. Why should we cancel it? Um, because it's something that is um, a truth on a metaphorical level that we take literally to be actually gospel and something that should be followed to the letter. How? Yes. You're, I'm supposed to disagree. No, we shouldn't cancel it because that is indeed the literal word of God. And, you know, <laughs> if you don't believe in Jesus, you are bound to an eternal hell. And, you know, I know this because a lot of wait, you ever talk to these born again Christians? It's like you get them talking. You realize they don't actually believe that. Yeah. It's just their thought process and indoctrination. Yeah. They're very shaky about it. If they were secure in a kind of living faith. They wouldn't have to push it on other people. Exactly. You'd be very comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I, amen. And that's that's how I feel about, like, so many people, like, whenever I see them leading with what they think they are, ah, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian, or I'm an atheist, or I'm a vegan, or I'm a, all right, but what else are you besides that? Because I don't want to hear every five minutes that you're a freaking Pisces, you know? I get it. Like, you're a nut. You're a Pisces. It's just whatever, thought you know? patterns. It's really just thought patterns. But anyway, you know, it's that's just the melodrama backstage. We are here now as one. And, you know, yes. my turn, my turn. I, as the great canceler, the king of all cancelers in the cancel universe, in the council con mountain of canceling, I, I choose for canceling Ace Ventura because it is indeed homophobic. Is it? Oh, I haven't seen that movie in about when did it come out? Like 20 years. I know. I don't oh, even remember it. That? I remember he was like a crazy guy that was like looking for a dog or something, man. Uh, no, I'll tell you that basically there's a scene in the movie where Jim Carrey, um, he kisses a woman and he finds out she's a man and he like starts barfing and barfing. Uh, yeah, that was back in when like uh, like the. It's amazing when you look back at the movies in the nineties and you realize that they're just as like you know racist or homophobic as the movies in the 80s or 70s it's like weird it's uh, yes it was homophobic but you know you have to, so you have to argue why it shouldn't be canceled though ah uh, well it shouldn't be canceled because he loved pets and was empathetic and was a lover of animals and i don't know he, all right he, you win the game ding 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 so anyway <laughs> you know it, it seems like the, the Hindu astrologers say that 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 we live in the age of ego and materialism and that at the end of this age, you move into a golden age. It shifts into the golden age. It seems like we're definitely in that age of ego and materialism. Now, yes. whether we go to the golden age, I suppose we don't know because I don't know the future. Do you? I do not. Yeah. And, you know, I've realized with the spiritual path, I don't need to know. I don't need to know all this stuff or anything. I just have this inner knowing about simplicity that we are, we exist. We are mm -hmm. one. And that's just this sense of connection to everything. It's not, I know that, but it's not like, I know the sky is blue. I know that, that Democrats are worse than Republicans, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever it is. I talked to someone that actually, that doesn't like both parties, but thinks Republicans are better. Have you ever heard of this? I've uh, never heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's not a common point of view. He, he doesn't like Republicans, but he doesn't think they're part of a child-eating cult and all kinds yeah, of Yeah, you see, that's where you're, you, you enter into the land of 
dipshittery. Uh, yeah, dipshittery. But I feel bad, though, man, because uh, he was a good friend from college. And I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you lose friends when people get into other stuff. And I don't, I don't like them or anything, you know? It, well, it, it kind of messes with my mind thinking about the number of conservatives, especially young conservatives in this country. I, I think in part it has to do with 9-11 and the fact that America is going through P- PTSD and has never actually recovered from that. Yeah, that's a good point. But we are reaching the end of the show, Jason. So I thank oh, right you. Right on, man. Show. Thank you so much. Uh, this is a great time. And I thank you, especially my listener out there that is listening to this while standing on one foot on the full moon, having not eaten for 10 days on 20 grams of mushrooms. I'm surprised yeah. you can hear this message. But I suppose it's a good reason as any to listen to the show. Thank you all for listening to Under the Blanket with your host, Bobby, your love, and Jason, our guest host. Remember being here now, and don't take any of this so heavy. It's okay. You can relax and enjoy this moment and find eternity.